at the Alan Turing Institute, our mission is to make great leaps in data science and artificial intelligence research in order to change the world for the better. This podcast explores the research, ideas and technologies behind a data revolution with the people responsible for shaping our future. Welcome to the Turing Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Turing Podcast. This episode is from the Turing Podcast archives, recorded early last year, and we're talking about the phenomenon that is Bitcoin. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Turing Podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host Ed Calstry, and I'm here with uh, my co-host Rachel Winstantley. Rachel, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very good, thanks. Um, before we introduce our guest today, um, I just wanted to put a shout out to your new podcast. Uh, Rachel was at the Alan Turing Institute um, for a short period uh, last year and at the start of this year as part of the civil service fast stream. And so she got involved on the podcast, but she's on to better things. So this will be our last episode with us today. Rachel, what are you doing now and and what's your new podcast about? Yeah, so um, I'm having to leave the Turing podcast because I have made my own podcast called Steminist Stories, which is all about historical women in STEM and like their contributions to the fields and why um, those contributions are generally ignored in history and textbooks, um, which is very fun. But as I've discovered, it's actually a full-time job that I'm doing with another full-time job. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, this will be my last episode, which is quite sad because I really enjoyed doing this series. It, it is a shame. It's been fun having you on. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I sympathise. We're, we're very fortunate to have uh, our fabulous editor, Dan Whitfield, for this podcast. So those of us who host it don't have to worry about any of that side of things. So I can only imagine that doing both, you, that will take up quite some of your time. Yeah, I appreciate Dan a lot more now. I've started doing it myself and I realise how hard it is. <laughs> nice. Um, well, without further ado, uh, let's introduce uh, today's guest for the podcast. Um, today, we have uh, Dr. Tim Hobson, who is a senior research software engineer at the Alan Turing Institute and who works in my team, which is the research engineering group. Uh, Tim, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ed. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me. Um, Tim, let's get started by, before we go on to our topic of the day, which is everything related to Bitcoin and uh, <laughs> which is which, as we will, will no doubt soon discover is your your passion in life. Um, I just wanted to ask you, um, how how did you come to work at the Alan Turing Institute and what is your journey through um, life and, and science and academia? Um, well, I'll try and keep it uh, shortish. Um, so I, I uh... I come from a kind of academic background, I guess. I studied electronic engineering and worked as an engineer for, for a few years, realised that I uh, always wanted to, uh, to, to study. Well, I always knew I wanted to study pure mathematics. So I went back to university and did a, a, another, an, an undergraduate degree in maths and then a, a PhD uh, in maths. Um, so I spent a, little, a bit too long, perhaps, at, at, at university before entering the workforce. Um, after that, I 
spent a few years working as a um, as a quantitative risk um, analyst and um, uh, in uh, in the uh, in the city of London. Um, so I got some exposure to the to the sort of the financial uh, markets um, and the risk management sector. Um, and after that, I moved um, for personal reasons. I moved to uh, to Brazil. I lived in Rio for for six years, um, and it was there actually that I discovered um, uh, the existence of the Alan Drawing Institute. Um, reading actually about about um, about Bitcoin. Um, uh, for somehow uh, uh, the uh, the Turing, I think there was a, a report by the chief scientific advisor to the UK government that mentioned uh, blockchain and, and distributed ledgers, um, uh, and uh, and it referred to the Alan Turing Institute several times. And I and I thought to myself, how, how come I haven't heard of the Alan Turing Institute? Uh, because it seems to be uh, uh, you know something that I should have already known about. So I, I started looking into it and found out they were recruiting. And it was the very early days of the of the institute at that point. Um, so they had opportunities, and I and I applied and, and moved back back to England uh, to take up uh, an opportunity, uh, you know, in, in in London at the at the, at the Turing Institute. So yeah, so there's a, there's a Bitcoin connection to most uh, most uh, aspects of my life these days. Yeah. So even even that one. <laughs> so and and uh, well done on uh, convincing your wife to move from uh, sunny Rio so back to London. That was must have been a <laughs> she good she did. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I can take credit for that because she she actually did her PhD in England, which is why we, uh-huh, we okay. where we where we met. So she was a I anglophile see. to some extent already. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, um, yeah. So I I think um, we sh- we should cover the basics before we go into any depth. So most people listening will I um, I'm sure have heard of Bitcoin. It's very much a big thing that's in the news nowadays. Um, but in 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 your own words, Tim, like what what is Bitcoin? How did it come about, and what's the point of it? Uh, okay, that's that's a good question. It's not <laughs> it's not a straightforward. There, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I'll. So, what is Bitcoin? Um, there's many. In a sense, it's very easy to explain. Um, it it's. Um, I I would say that it's a a, a peer to peer electronic cash system. So it's a, a system that runs on a computer network where um, you know it's a it's a peer-to-peer system uh, like some file sharing networks that people will be familiar with. So there's no there's no central uh, sort of authority and control, um, and it it supports this this form of social interaction where instead of sharing files, what with what people are able to do is they're able to transact. It's essentially a, a, a monetary system that is built on on a peer to peer computer network the the actual sort of technology underlying it is yeah you, we, well you could spend months uh, or uh, studying and, and and learning about and indeed um i i host a a, a reading group uh, within the within the Turing institute um studying the sort of technical aspects uh, maybe we'll have time to go into that a little bit but uh, but i think the the right way to think of it is is as a um uh, a monetary uh, system that um, is that 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 is s- supported by a distributed computing network that enables that system to function without the need for a central authority to issue and to manage transactions and, and to issue new new units of the of of, of currency. So it's. It's something like money is a very familiar thing to everybody, I, I think. But few people, I think, really think about how it works, 
uh, you know, what's the underlying mechanism? What, what, what's the structure uh, of, of kind of control and uh, you know, management of the system? Not many people really think or, or worry or understand these things. We, you don't really need to understand the mechanism that, you know, that, that makes, that enables Bitcoin to, to function. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think you can think of it as, 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 as just sort of electronic cash. I think that's the right way to, to think of it. The, the thing that makes it unusual and interesting, I would say, is not the fact that it's electronic or digital. Um, I mean, yeah, most of the cash we use nowadays is, 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 is digital. We don't use notes much or coins. The thing that's interesting is that there are certain characteristics that arise from the peer-to-peer nature. And by peer-to-peer, I just mean that everyone on the network has equal status. So if you if you join the Bitcoin network, you're a peer amongst other peers. That you're not you're not subordinate in any sense to some central authority or some some other peer other other members of the network who are um, you know superior have 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 uh, more control if you like um, over the network than you do. So you everyone everyone um, is, so it's a very sort of flat system uh, uh, it, as a you know in contrast to I, I suppose the the, the traditional um, monetary system, which is very hierarchical, um, where you have central banks that issue currency and control the supply through um, through uh, setting interest rates, and then you have commercial banks that are close to the central bank and are licensed uh, to to uh, to lend money and 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 create units of of the currency uh, that way, and then you have the users, if you like, of the system, the the customers, who um, who are much who have much less control and much less power um, than those other sort of central authorities. It, in Bitcoin, it's very very flat structure. Uh, so people use this term decentralized. So the, 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 that 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 word refers to. It's not about distribution geographically. It's about it's about where the power resides in the in this in the network. And the idea of decentralized uh, um, system is that the power is spread thinly across all of the, the participants, and there is no one you know, central authority or, or, or smaller group that is somehow in control. And that, that characteristic or that property produces an interesting phenomenon, which is um, that no, nobody's in control of, for example, the supply, the rate at which money is, is produced in Bitcoin. Um, it's just fixed. Um, there's a rule for how much Bitcoin can be produced and no one can change that. So again, that's completely different to the, the traditional monetary system where essentially you know, central banks are in a position of complete control when it comes to how much how much money actually exists. Yeah. And what's the remind me of the number of, of Bitcoins that are in circulation. It's how many it's twenty is it twenty-six million? Did I guess that correctly? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So cu- currently there are about 18 and a half, just over 18 and a half million. But oh, there okay. is a cap. Right. I think what you're thinking of is the, the, the supply uh, sort of cap. There's a limit to the number right. of Bitcoins that will ever be, be produced, and that's 21 million. Okay. So there'll, be nev- there'll never be more than 21 uh, Bitcoins in existence. Um, and, and that means that if you own one Bitcoin, then, um, well, for example, there can only ever be 21 million other people in the world who who can eat uh, you know can have as much uh, you know uh, Bitcoin as you for example, um, so um, so yeah so that 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 means that it's um, it's a very it's a very different sort of monetary system I guess to the one that we're we're used to using, um, 
Uh, and and it, what's, what I find fascinating is the way that this, this clever sort of trick of, of uh, which uses some sort of uh, some cryptography, some some distributed computer science, some some game theory. Um, there's a the, the the design of the network is uh, and the protocol is 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 very elegant in the way that it um, it solves an old a, a, a forty or fifty year old com- uh, problem in distributed com- computer science, and it and it um, it enables this this interaction and the, um, this participation by anybody in the world. Anyone can join the network and use the network. Um, and yet the rules of the network are respected and have to be respected by all participants um, without anyone enforcing the rules. And this is really unusual to find a system that somehow has very strict rules that everyone who enters the system is obliged to conform to um, and knows in advance, but um, but no one no one has no one is needed to to, to enforce those rules. Um, so you don't tr- you don't need to trust anyone that those those rules will remain in force uh, because they're, they're, that power is distributed across the network uh, is in in this decentralized fashion. Now to understand exactly how that works, it sounds like magic to me, and that was I guess the reason why I was why I, I took the time to read the uh, the, the white paper um, the design uh, paper that was uh, published by. Uh, Later, uh, Bitcoin Satoshi Nakamoto um, in um, in two thousand and eight, and he he, he or uh, they um, you know, uh, so a he or they we don't know who who it was right. That's right. Yeah, that's another interesting uh, aspect, I guess, um, or intriguing aspect um, that uh, something that has become really um, a, 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 you know, a big deal um, uh, was actually invented uh, by well, we, we we just don't know who, and and the the, the pseudonym that was used. Um, is is was, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, but we don't know for sure if it's a, a he or she or, or they or, or or a group or you know we just we just don't know. Um, and I, th- I think that's quite uh, uh, the, the the absence of leadership is is somehow mm-hmm. nice nicely reflected in in the, the the pseudonymity of the of the inventor and 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 uh, yeah and that 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 somehow al- aligns nicely with the with the lack of leadership or central authority in the in the network itself. Like, what's the benefit of having it a decentralized version where there isn't a leader compared to like traditional? I know we're sort of going to get super into economic stuff, but compared to like the traditional bank style, because I know that like um, there's been quite a few instances in the last couple of years, especially where there's been like massive bubbles, like spikes in the value of bitcoins, and people have invested and then lost loads of money or not sold. And whereas obviously, if you had like a traditional banking system, you'd have policies like quantitative easing and things to kind of try and mitigate against that. So just, I guess, what, what's the benefit of having it as decentralized cash? Yeah, that's uh, that's a very good question, and uh, I mean, uh, inevitably that depends on whether that is a benefit. is is a controversial, you know, sort of question, and 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 um, there are plenty of people who would say, well, there is, there, yeah, it's not a benefit. It's a it's a it's a it's a flaw, um, and it creates this sort of price volatility uh, and speculative sort of. Behavior and um, and lots of uh, has lots of negative aspects to it. I mean, I would say the um, the advantage is is maybe hard. The fundamental advantage is that you is is, is something that's not so easy maybe to appreciate um, in in a, in in parts of the world where uh, you know central bank you know government uh, money is 
managed more successfully um, in that it, it, you know, currency debasement or you know, sort of hyperinflation are, are rare or, or, or you know, n- not remembered in people's lifetimes. And, and, uh, and so um, it's, it, it's maybe not so obvious uh, to, to, to those of us that are fortunate enough to, to have sort of grown up in a, in, in a, in a, you know, in a country where, where, where you know, the, 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 the centrally um, supplied, you know, sort of money is, 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 is you know, sort of functions reasonably, you know, functions pretty well. If, I mean, maybe it's no coincidence that I came across Bitcoin when I was living in, in Brazil. And certainly the, you know, the, the rate of inflation is much higher there. Um, although other countries in Latin America and, uh, you know, suffer m- m- far more severely from mismanagement at the sort of central bank level. So if, you know, if, if, if I, you know, it's, it's no coincidence that Bitcoin has uh, been adopted widely in countries like um, Argentina, uh, you know, in Venezuela, um, it's currently um, and uh, it's currently being used widely, I think, in in, in Turkey and Lebanon and and, uh, and well, there are, there are there are many countries in recent history that have suffered from, if not currency collapses, then then severe issue, problems with 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 their with their yeah their sort of domestic currency, and um, it you yeah the answer to you, you, the answer to your question what's the, what's the advantage of no one being in control that's you know those you know people from those countries simply wouldn't you know wouldn't need to ask that question it, it's immediately obvious to them why why they don't why no one um, or what's the advantage it, it, because they they they've suffered from um so sort of the abuse of the power that uh, that comes from being in control of the monetary supply uh so so um, I guess I guess one way to look at it would be to say, well, you know, is a global currency a useful thing for humanity? Because at the moment there really isn't one. There's a, I mean, there's a there's a global reserve currency in the form of the U.S. dollar, uh, which plays an important role in international commerce and you know, in trade. Um, <clears throat> whether or not it's wise or useful to have a, 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 a an indiv- you know, what a particular country also. Uh, you know, the, the currency of a particular country also acting as the global reserve currency. That's also a topic, uh, you know, uh, debatable uh, subject. Um, but you could argue, well, it would be useful to simply have a, a, a global, you know, a currency that everyone, uh, you know, is happy to accept. And it, and then, well, who should be in control of of the issuance of that cu- currency? You know, um, it's unlikely that um, any particular co- uh, country. Um, could 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 be um, you know if you like trusted to play that role or you know so how how would you choose you know, choose the uh, the authority to to to, to you know to, to to control such a thing well I mean one option is to simply say we won't have any authority and to just say well you know we'll we'll program the issuance rate and then it's a it's it's a level playing uh, you know it's a level playing field in the sense that n- you know nobody can then m- manipulate the supply of the currency. For the benefit of some subgroup of the economy, and potentially, you know, to the detriment of, of of others, and so I think that's 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 what I would say is the 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 main advantage is the fact that the rules are known up front and they can't be changed, and everybody who participates does so willingly and without, you know, they're not no one's coerced to use Bitcoin. So if you don't want to use it, you know, don't 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 use it. People that do want to use it, I think they see value in the in the eye that they don't have to trust any central authority not to debase or manipulate or misuse the the power that 
you know, the considerable power that inevitably resides in any institution that 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 is able to print money, let's say. Is it kind of, just from that description, it kind of almost reminds me of like the role that gold used to play um, in currency and that it's not a designed currency that um, governments or institutes like give a certain value, but it kind of has an inherent value that you can choose to trade for goods and services. And it's, it kind of feels like a digital version of that from your description. Is the difference there that I guess you can you can always discover new gold like out there in the world, whereas I suppose with Bitcoin, there's a set number of, as you said, Bitcoins that will ever be issued. Um, I don't know if that factors into the difference there. Yeah, I mean, both they're both very, very good points. Uh, uh, first of all, Rachel, you're absolutely right. It's a great way to think of it as, uh, e, uh, you know, sort of bit gold. In fact, there was a proposal that predated uh, Bitcoin uh, called uh, bit gold. Uh, it's a term that was used nice. by a guy called uh, Nick Sabo, who wrote um, some very um, uh, noteworthy kind of essays um, and still does, but um, wrote uh, about uh, sort of Bitcoin, uh, not using that name, but about the consequences and the, and the interest um, it, many years before Bitcoin was actually invented. Uh, and yeah, he, he, he uh, came up with a system uh, called BitGold. Um, so yeah, that's exactly the right way to think of it, I think, or it's a very useful kind of um, you know, conceptual sort of hook. Um, it's very similar to, uh, yeah, a lot of Bitcoiners are kind of proponents of, 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 uh, of you know, the, sort of the gold standard as, 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 as essentially they would, they would argue, I think, um, that it, uh, it's a superior system to, to um, you know, sort of um, modern sort of fiat currency systems. Again, very controversial subject and the, the views on both sides, but certainly in order to understand Bitcoin, it's a great way to think of it as a kind of a, a digital commodity, if you like, a digital asset that is, you know, it, it's it's been designed to sort of to synthetically um, sort of emulate the properties of gold, but in in digital form. Um, but um, but Ed, you're absolutely right that there are certain key differences. There, it's actually far superior in many ways, I think, to, to gold. So why did why did why did the gold standard break down, or what are the problems that you can have with with gold? Well, gold. Um, is not gold has certain use you know, properties in common in that in that it can't be it can't be uh, debased it can't be yeah produced without without um, a lot of hard work in 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 mining um, to actually sort of get it out of the out of the ground uh, so yeah it's it's not like a a, a centrally bank a central bank controlled digital uh, uh, central bank controlled fiat currency where there's no no um, there's no real limit to how much um, can be can, can be produced. Um, the, uh, the the one of the problems with gold is that well there are several. One is that it, it's just it's, it's awkward to, to to actually transact with, um, and so what happened in practice was that people allow allowed b- uh, banks to control the actual physical asset, and then the banks would give them notes, essentially IOUs, you know, um, uh, notes that would, would would be a claim on the gold, and then people would actually do their transactions using these paper notes. Um, and uh, and so what you've actually got is a very centralised system again. Uh, and, uh, and then, of course, you get bank robbers stealing all the gold. <laughs> Potentially, yeah, and uh, yeah, um, or and you don't know what the bank is necessarily going to do with your gold. Um, they may decide to lend the gold out to someone else, and you don't. You're not really in a position to to audit that or to to have control. Um, I mean, 
the, yeah, the same exists at nation state level today. You know, the, 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 there are there are vaults full of, of gold uh, in, in yeah, well, the, in, in London in particular, but in New York and 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 Zurich and various other locations, and they hold gold on behalf of of of, of other nation states. And you know, it has happened in recent history that those you know that nation states have, have requested repatriation of gold, and they've and they've not always been it's not been straightforward to actually get that get the uh, get the gold to 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 move uh, you know from one <laughs> continent to uh, to the to the nominal owner. Um, so uh, so yeah, so I mean, this is this is part of the problem. Gold is 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 cumbersome. It's it's not easy to move across uh, you know across distances. It's not easy, easily divisible. Um, you know, you can put it in bars and coins, but you know, what if you want to buy a loaf of bread? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's which is why silver ended up being used as a sort of smaller, um, a, you know, less valuable asset. Um, but um, you know, there 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 are there are various um, sort of shortcomings associated with gold, and you know, Bitcoin goes a long way to fixing you know these 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 uh, these shortcomings. So. You, you can divide them into 100 million units, uh, each of which is called a Satoshi uh, after the inventor. And uh, and so um, although the price of Bitcoin might appear to be very, very high at the moment, it's sort of 30,000 US dollars or something for one Bitcoin. Actually, that Bitcoin is, represents 100 million units of, current, of, of the currency. So, um, you know, for one dollar, you can get sort of 3000 Satoshis. Uh, so it's very, very divisible. Um, and it's very easy to transmit over distances because you can send it across a communications channel. It's not awkward to uh, to, to 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 transport in the way that gold is, and and and, and expensive to store. Or um, so yeah, and and again yeah, for for storage, Bitcoin can be stored very securely uh, using um, you know, uh, well fundamentally yeah you can you can you can write down on a piece of paper uh, you know a, a, a private key which. Um, is 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 which essentially controls you know hundreds of millions of dollars worth of of, of bitcoin if if you know if 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 you need to uh, and you can store that safely and you can uh, you, there are sort of um, techniques to to um, to avoid losing or or disclosing that you know that 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 private key which might you know result in in losing your bitcoins uh, but, you know it's 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 far easier to um, to, to manage and to to secure and to transport and to divide Bitcoin uh, than it is gold. And there's one other property uh, which is interesting um, in this respect, which is to actually verify that gold. If, if someone gives you a gold bar, how do you know that it's actually made of gold? Um, and you know, you to, it's called assaying uh, the, the 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 metal to actually sort of establish that this really is made of of, of gold and it's and it's you know it's purity is expensive and difficult. With with Bitcoin, you you run some open source software um, on on you know on on any on any laptop, and uh, you can you can you can see um, you, you know you can verify whether or not uh, a transaction uh, uh, that you um, that you received is 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 valid and therefore that you really are the owner of 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 um, you know genuine uh, bitcoins. Uh, so you know, and and again, this this happened recently. There was a large shipment of gold uh, that turned out to actually be um, you know tungsten or some. So, you know, some sort of base metal, uh, and uh, it was sort of three hundred million dollars worth, I think, of of, of gold. To, you know, um, was discovered. I think it was a port in China. So, I mean, these things actually do happen. Um, you know, there are all sorts of aspects uh, of gold that um, you know that make it make it not ideal. So, certainly not in the first century you know uh, society. So, uh, you know, Bitcoin. It's it's a useful, as I say, a useful sort of conceptual hook to 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 think of it as as as, as sort of bit gold, but 
there it's actually a massive um you know step forward in 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 you know in monetary terms as 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 well one of the uh ideas that's been talked about on the podcast previously is we had uh some a guest who you'll be aware of tim uh jeff goodall who was um talking about um decentralized and blockchain technology as well and as you were talking about there in the one of the main issues that bitcoin quote unquote solves depending on your opinion is uh the not having to rely on the the central bank um or or government or whoever issues that currency you know being good people and and doing right by the consumers um but an additional factor that that he mentioned was that um it's gone even further than that now so we used to have physical cash that was issued by the the government or the central bank and but uh you know what you did with that money was you know that was up to you and you, and no one no one could really know what you were spending your 20 pound note on but one of the things that we've traded for convenience in this day and age is um the data of our transactions and purchases so if you if you spend uh, money with your bank card um at a shop or or or, or online or anywhere then um someone's keeping track of your transactions and normally that's the the bank that you bank with but um obviously they they could be sharing that data i I don't know um but um the point is that the data is out there it's being collected and it's and it's not fully private in the way that that cash was um so in addition to the central authority issuing the currency you've now got um whether it's the central authority or not whether it or it's one of the you know the, the the banks that issues your your cards you've, you've got someone tracking what you do with the currency um whereas i guess bitcoin comes in and eliminates both of those whilst also keeping the hope well at least hopefully keeping the uh the convenience of not having to have physical money and um but yeah i, I don't know if that's 100 percent true because then yeah how convenient is it to spend bitcoin on stuff at the moment <laughs> That's that's an interesting question. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's a few a few interesting uh, sort of points uh, to, that you touched on there. So I, I would definitely, yeah. So it, it is kind of counterintuitive, and and uh, that um, that an open system like Bitcoin, um, where you know, I mean, this the the distributed ledger, the the blockchain that everyone uh, you know is 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 sort of fascinated by. Uh, yeah, that is a, a list of all transactions that have ever ever taken place in in in, in the Bitcoin system. And so, yeah, in that sense, it's far more transparent uh, than than the, than the standard, um, uh, you know, or the traditional, um, you know, sort of banking system. Uh, and so, you could say that, well, it's um, you know, the the the, um, the kind of the privacy, um, sort of the question of privacy and and um, you know, and, and um, anonymity are, are actually. Um, or a big, you know, big sort of flaw or, or problem with in, in Bitcoin. Um, so it's it's um, it's it's just it's a very different equation, I think, to the to the current system. That's really interesting, actually. Do, but does but does anyone know? Okay, there's a there's a user that has all of that transaction information, but do they know that it's you? Is it possible, or maybe it is possible to work out that it's you? I don't know. There are companies do this uh, that, that attempt to uh, link um, transactions uh, together and to link um, addresses with um, you know with 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 
identities of you know of, of, of individuals or, or, or groups. Um, so yeah, there are these these chain analysis uh, companies that that try to kind of that mine the information uh, in, in included in the in the in the blockchain to try to sort of uh, yeah um, track uh, behavior. Uh, and so that does exist. There are ways. Um, there are techniques to um, to avoid, um, or, you know, for, for users who don't want to be tracked and who want to remain, you know, uh, remain uh, sort of private. Um, they're able. There are there are you know uh, well known techniques to to sort of to mitigate uh, this 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 kind of tracking. Um, it, it's it's not possible on the face of it to 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 uh, you know it's not it's not immediately obvious who the who the users are the the sort of human you know human uh, who who are controlling the uh, the uh, the uh, the funds and the, you know because there's just a there's just a, a string uh, a long string of of characters which is a, a bitcoin address and and so you know that the you know that this address uh, you know uh, has a certain number of coins associated with it but you don't know um you know who you know who's actually in control of that um uh, yeah uh, i mean if 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 you don't if you if you use bitcoin naively then you can quite easily um allow your uh, you know your the, your identity to become associated with the the bitcoin addresses that you use for example i mean even simply by um you might be if, if you own uh, you know if you have some some bitcoins then you might say well okay i want to just i'll use a what's called a blockchain explorer uh which is um which is a, a way of just um well it's a kind of a, a usually a web application that enables you to sort of say uh, to 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 look at what uh, you know the state of the, the the blockchain and you could you could type in your your address or copy and paste your your bitcoin address into that explorer and then it will show you what funds are associated with with that address and what transactions have taken place but in doing so you're disclosing to whoever's hosting that that blockchain explorer uh, you know that application you're exposing um the fact that you're interested in that particular address now you might just take an interest um just um for, for no good uh, no particular reason or it might imply that you're actually the owner of those funds so you can you know leak, you can leak information quite easily um but you can avoid that for example by running your own full bitcoin node and then you you can uh, use use your own node as a as a as a as a blockchain explorer uh, and uh, and and you know verify your own funds that way and everybody else's if you like uh, but only as i say pseudonymously if you like um uh, yeah the the uh, the bitcoin addresses basically become pseudonyms for the users um so yeah so there are all sorts of techniques to to preserve um privacy um uh, but yeah, I mean, the, so there's. I think I think you're you're uh, yeah you're right uh, that uh, that that these um, you know the central uh, you know the authorities whether they are card issuers or 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 or, or, um, or you know central banks they they you know the the the, the issue of of um, your sort of privacy and 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 control um, over your own funds is is becoming more and more kind of um, a you know, more and more important topic. Um, and I think, yeah, this is so there's a few misconceptions around Bitcoin. And one of them, I think, um, is this idea that, um, you know, central banks uh, are going to um, begin issuing their own uh, digital currencies. Um, so central bank digital currencies, are, you know, it's a, it's a hot topic that you know, the Chinese uh, government is, 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 is working on one. Um, you know, the, so is the, the European Central Bank. Um, you know, the, the, the Federal Reserve in the United States have, have talked um, uh, recently uh, about this. Uh, and you know, sometimes it's suggested that 
Bitcoin will become sort of obsolete once the central banks have their own digital currency, and then you know Bitcoin will be some kind of kind of uh, a sort of quaint relic of a of a, of a period uh, of transition. But um, I mean, when you look at the characteristics of Bitcoin, you actually realise that it it it's on the exact opposite end of the spectrum uh, uh, to to central bank digital currencies, because well, for, for partly for the reason you just mentioned, Ed, um, you know. In terms of surveillance, uh, you know, central bank digital currency will give you know complete control, um, uh, not only to uh, knowledge um, of, of how um, how individuals are spending, um, but also control um, on over what they're allowed to spend their funds on. I mean, yeah, the, the, any transaction uh, uh, in a you know in a central bank digital currency. Uh, certainly will be, I mean, the word, you know, central bank uh, digital currency, the C stands for central as in it's the opposite of Bitcoin, right? So in Bitcoin, it's it's a decentralized system where um, nobody can intervene and censor uh, a, a transaction. So um, it's if, if, if you, if you, you know, if, if, if Ed, you, you want to send me um, a Bitcoin or you want to send a Bitcoin to someone, um, you know, uh, in, in a different country or yeah, potentially in a, in a, in a, in a country against which, uh, you know, there are, there are sanctions, uh, you know, uh, you, it would be very difficult maybe to, to, to conduct that transaction using the, the traditional banking system, but you could trivially perform it using Bitcoin. You can simply just, broadcast your transaction it's just a bitcoin transaction and it's just and it's really uh, interesting characteristic or property of the network that that no no authority is able to stop that so you know your funds if you own bitcoin they they your funds cannot be frozen they cannot be censored or transactions cannot be blocked or stopped um or 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 undone by any central authority which is i mean again this is uh, you know one of the aspects that's you know, arguably is it, well. It's certainly um, you know. There, um, it's not necessarily a, 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 a positive or a negative. I mean, it's a, it's 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 something quite controversial potentially. The, the whether or not this is a, a good thing or, or not. But it's just a fact. It's a very stark uh, and interesting fact of the of the of the system that that users have have you know ultimate control over what what you know, the, how they how they they transact. And no, no, no authority is, is is powerful enough to actually stop transactions from taking place. And again, going back to central bank digital currencies, it would be trivial for a central bank. Well, I was, I was going to ask him what what would be the point of them making such a thing. Like, how would that be better for them than just using the existing national currency? Why would they make a blockchain based system at all? I, I well, I certainly. Can't see any reason why they would use a a, a, a blockchain because the 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 blockchain uh, the the Bitcoin blockchain um, yeah that that piece of technology was invented in in order to solve the problem of um, you know wanting to have a peer to peer um, network with no central authority right. um, and and still enforce uh, yeah but still be able to uh, agree on the rules and and to achieve a consensus across the network over what transactions have actually taken place and that's not that's not an easy problem to solve and the the the, the bitcoin blockchain yeah the invention um of of yeah the of, of that technology was all about enabling consensus to be achieved across a network without a central authority if you have a central authority anyway because it's a central bank digital right. currency then the last 
the, the last thing in the world you want is a blockchain. Uh, it's it's completely useless and extremely inefficient way to to run a system if you're going to have a central authority. But are the 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 digital currencies that they might be proposing then? Do they not use blockchain? And and if they don't, then like. Uh, but still, the question is, I don't, I'm not sure what what's the difference then between what they're proposing and and when we we already have digital versions of the regular currency i i uh, i i confess that i don't know the the technical details uh, i don't think they've been published yet um, or if they will if they will be maybe they'll uh, i doubt they'll be open source you know free and open source software in the way that uh, that bitcoin is uh, so it, you know it may it, it, it it's it's hard to it's hard to speculate about exactly how you know, te- yeah. uh, you know technically they'll 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 operate um I, I don't see that there's a great deal of advantage from the from the consume, from the user's perspective, uh, because yeah, the the, um, the 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 characteristics, the yeah, the properties of Bitcoin that make it interesting, which is the the the, the supply the supply cap. Uh, so um, so yeah, the 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 the, the twenty one million. The twenty, yeah, exactly. The the the, the limit on the, the amount of issuance that's possible, which which means that people, yeah, the, the currency can't be debased, and and the the, the resistance to censorship and the the kind of what's sometimes taught, uh, referred to as self sovereignty, as in the the the, the, the yeah the, the power being actually held by the user and and then being able to hold their own private keys and transact uh, without asking permission from anybody. These 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 properties simply are not. Um, present in a in a central bank digital currency, and in fact, it would be the exact inverse. I think from the, yeah. from that perspective. So I don't I don't I I I suppose uh, that the central bank has um, you know perceived some benefits uh, from you know from their pers- perspective. I don't see a great uh, a great advantage uh, to to the user just because we already have the convenience of digital digital right. currencies. Exactly. It, yeah. Do you think it's part of that? thing or I, I feel like there's a thing at the moment where blockchain and digital currencies is kind of trendy like a couple of years ago in before I was on the fast stream I was working for this private company and then there was a period where suddenly I was like we're going to utilize blockchain technology and sort of like but why would that mm-hmm. work here and how are you going to utilize that to do clean energy stuff and it same with digital currencies it kind of feels like it's the trendy in the same way I guess that I don't know, 10 years ago, everyone was like, the cloud. And everyone was like, blockchain, without necessarily thinking about how useful it is as a piece of technology in and of itself. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Rachel. And I, I, I think I'm in the minority um, in, in, in this you know, in taking this position, but uh, that that's absolutely uh, my my uh, my take on it. Um, you know, for the very specific purpose of producing a decentralized peer-to-peer electronic cash system, the blockchain turns out to be a really, really clever, you know, as I say, very elegant solution. Um, but it works because of, of a whole kind of package of, of incentives and, and design features that, that, that were very cleverly and carefully constructed uh, to produce the outcome that the designer, you know, was, was looking for. Um, the the idea that you can just transplant this blockchain technology and do lots of other useful things with it and tweak it and change the change the consensus mechanism and still 
preserve the, the kind of the security and uh, you know and the trustworthy aspects of bitcoin i i don't buy it uh, um a lot of a lot of these attempts to use blockchain more you know in, in for other applications have either they, they they've either just fallen away and, and 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 failed essentially or they've mutated into very different systems that don't really use a blockchain um I don't think the blockchain is a, a, a generally applicable um, you know, technology that you can use for all sorts of other things like you know, supply chain management and this sort of thing. I, I just don't see the, 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 the benefit because there's, it's very rare that you want or that you need to have um, a, a complete decentralization of power. All, as soon as you've got any centralized um, sort of authority, then it's much, much more efficient to just use a, you know, a shared database, which might use some cryptographic tools to, for, for, you know, um, you know, for verifying, um, you know, consistency or you know, veracity of, of, of information. But that, that, that's not a blockchain. A, a blockchain that I, I, at least, um, you know, the, 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 the Bitcoin blockchain is, 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 is very specifically for you know uh, in, it enables this 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 uh, consensus to be reached um across a a, a a large network of participants who don't know or trust each other uh, and but still want to cooperate and and agree on essentially who owns what uh, you know how much how much is in each 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 of their their their, their bank accounts uh, and it and it and it, it is it is a, a really amazing solution and technology because you know how it, it i still find it incredible that you can have a monetary system where everyone sort of um everyone agrees that it uh you know that, that agrees on how much money everyone's got no one is able to cheat everyone can can transact they don't they don't have to trust each other they you know it, it actually works um but nobody's nobody's in control and it's it's just a a, a, a very special um thing uh you know uh, that, that that satoshi you know invented but the the other the other uses of blockchain i i i, I haven't seen a single one that um that stands up to you know that, that really kind of passes the the test of of when you look at the engineering trade-offs i mean but blockchains are very very inefficient this is the the problem with the mining and the how much energy that uses right well i mean when you i, I wouldn't necessarily say a, a problem but yeah it's a it's a it's a feature uh, that um in order to process relatively few transactions per second if you like um the uh the, a lot of a lot of electricity um is 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 used by the bitcoin network um but the the um the reason it uses so much energy is not because or electricity is not because um i mean the, the the processing of the transactions is not the is kind of the expensive part the the um the expensive part is 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 the, is the proof of work um which is which is used um to um you know so, so to demonstrate that um across a network where you don't trust other participants that they uh, that, that, that those other participants have been following the rules and and that they've 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 um, they've proof of work enables someone to you know it, it really is a proof you, you can verify regardless without without having to know who the, the the your counterparty is if you like you can verify that they've actually you know performed you know many many computations um in order to 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 produce um the 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 yeah the cryptographic hash which 
which satisfies the the the, the difficulty requirement uh, and and is a valid block of 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 bitcoins and therefore they they deserve uh, the 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 reward um of of the new bitcoins produced uh, in that block, I, I'm sorry. I know I'm, I, I, the technical the te- technical mm-hmm. side we haven't got time to go into. So what I just said won't make sense if uh, if you don't really understand how the system works. But essentially, that's 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 the mining process you've just described, and it's essential for the network to function. But because it requires a lot of computing power, those people who have the computers that do that work then get some reward from doing it as an incentive to do it yes you've summed it up better better than me but i think but i again one of the misconceptions is that actually that the, because they're essentially doing work for the sake of doing work that somehow that this is wasteful but actually the mm. whole system depends on that that's that that's that's how the system works so they're not wasting that energy what well, they're, they're using that they're they're using that it. electrical <laughs> energy to to support and to you know to enable a global monetary system to function uh, and it's a a sound money system in the sense that nobody can debase it and you know so and and the societal benefit of that system is considerable uh, uh put to put it mildly uh, particularly if you're unlucky enough to 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 live in a in a country where you know where you can't rely on your your, your own domestic currency so so um so yeah, the idea that somehow it's wasteful, I would, I would, I would, I would question uh, fundamentally. But it's certainly inefficient from a kind of a, a, a you know software engineering sort of you know throughput and a, and a kind of you know the, the sort of the amount of information that is being processed and and you know in by the database and the system it's 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 inefficient so if you if you're going to have a central authority then you can build a much much more efficient system uh, and avoid that that use that you know large scale mm. use of, of 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 electrical energy so i think you know it's it's it, that's a, a difficult concept maybe to 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 really um you know to 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 get your head around uh, perhaps um or at least well a lot a lot of people seem to yeah seem to to be enamored with this idea of of, of using uh, a, a blockchain all over the place but you know yeah it, it is it is extremely inefficient but you're you're trading off that inefficiency in terms of energy use for something which is worth even more than the electrical energy you put in uh and it you know otherwise you wouldn't people wouldn't bother right the only mm-hmm. reason that uh, the only reason that miners can uh, uh, uh yeah they're, they're doing it voluntary voluntarily miners your bitcoin miners mine bitcoins because it's it's profitable to them. They 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 decided they want to do it. it. Why is it profitable? It's profitable because the bitcoins that they mine that that are produced that they receive as a reward and the fees they receive as a reward are valuable. But why are they valuable? Well, because people want to hold bitcoins. Bit, people find bitcoins valuable and useful. Uh, and so you know there, there is a closed loop here where where you know the the energy is being used to provide massive utility globally to lots and lots of participants on the network no no, no it's, it's a great point and it, it's a great uh come back to that but it does seem to be the aspect of bitcoin that's that's often being commented on in the news media at the moment um i wanted to to ask you about something you mentioned earlier which which is that you well you were just talking about your skepticism about other uses of blockchain and Rachel was also mentioning about things being in vogue and um, and how like hype, you know, can lead to a technology being perhaps used when it wasn't necessarily the right tool for the job. Um, uh, so the other thing that that seems to be in fashion for blockchain at the moment is are these um, NFTs or non fungible tokens, which have 
apparently taken the the art world by storm and uh, and have other purposes i believe in in music and and other things where people have produced some kind of one of a kind thing so unlike bitcoin where it's a currency which is fungible which one bitcoin equals someone else's one bitcoin um for the system where there are unique items um this is supposedly the blockchain based system that that works for them um i I don't know how well i've explained that i don't fully understand the system myself but uh, what what are your opinions on that given that you've just expressed so much skepticism over (laughs) other uses of blockchain beyond bitcoin (laughs) yeah i i'm I'm afraid to say i'm i'm extremely uh, skeptical of uh, (laughs) nfts uh, as well i mean these similar things have existed uh, before. In 2017, there was a, a, a craze um, <coughs> called Crypto Kitties, which were essentially non-fungible tokens. Where sort of um, they had sort of cat uh, sort of emojis and, and icons on on um, I don't know, some some sort of tokens and uh, and uh, different different sort of cat personalities. And some became uh, yeah, some were traded for for vast sums of money. Uh, so I, I mean that's a non-fungible token. I think now there's there's a new take on it whereby somehow the artist um, sort of uh, there's some there's there's some uh, metadata so um, some uh, there's some metadata associated with the uh, with the token that comes directly from the artist and that makes it more valuable somehow. Although I think that metadata ends up getting written to um, IPFS. Uh, which um, which is a you know the interplanetary file system and um, can if if it's not if it's not preserved then that can actually um, you know, that can actually disappear over over time if 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 um, if, if it's not um, uh, you know uh, if, if people stop uh, stop running uh, the software or the servers that were were, were actually holding the uh, the the, the yeah, the the, the metadata um, they can go offline, and 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 that has happened. Uh, you know, in the case of NFTs, uh, so exactly what you're buying is 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 really quite hard to to to. Uh, to I, I can't see the value in it, frankly. I mean, you're essentially getting a digital image or or, or file of some sort uh, together with some metadata. Um, which, but I mean, none of these things are 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 you know are really um, you know unique. Um, uh, in, in, well, in 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 the in the way that uh, you know, in the in the way that I would say, um, you know, a sort of uh, you know, a Bitcoin is a is a is a thing that um, you know, you can you can you can use uniquely, um, and no one else can hold it at the same time as you're holding it. Um, I mean, you know, I I, I consider NFTs a, a kind of another one of these cra- uh, you know, a kind of a craze uh, that is going to probably die out quite quickly. I think the hype seems to have already started to to die down on NFTs. There'll be there'll be other ones um, in the future, no doubt. I don't I don't you know, I, I'm I'm unconvinced. I guess is what I'm saying. Because I think because uh, me and Ed were talking about this just the other day. Because I was coming at it from a different perspective of like. I guess from the artist's perspective of like saying that there is an inherent value, I guess, in having a digital piece of art and some metadata behind it, just because it's the message, like the thing from the artist as opposed to something that could be copied. But then I guess that's the same as saying like you could buy a Roscoe painting or you could buy an exact duplicate of a Roscoe painting that's not by Roscoe and is worth no money. And the Roscoe is worth however many millions of pounds. 
the only difference being that one is authentically done by the artist in the name and one is done by someone who's trying to mimic that person. But as I was talking about the fact that in the digital world, it's much harder for creatives and artists to make money. So like, you know, if you look at something like Spotify where you barely get paid and then you have instances like um, Taylor Swift, for example, whose entire back catalog of music was owned by her record label and then they sold the rights to it and she doesn't own the fundamental rights to that. But something like an NFT type situation means that you can own and sell the original version of that and still profit from that in a digital sphere in a way that otherwise you can't as a creative. So for example, people who make digital art, which is like becoming more and more common, it's a way for you to do that and make money from it as opposed to it being something that is taken for free by multiple people. So I guess I'm not saying that NFTs in its current form is like the right solution using blockchain and in its current design, but I think there's an argument to having a system that allows creative people mm. to operate in a digital environment. Yeah, maybe it, maybe this will, although even if the system itself as it exists ends up being a hype, maybe it will be something that precedes a more you know well thought out system for this this exact kind of um use case really because yeah it, it's clearly it's clearly meeting a need that's why so many people are 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 keen on it all of a sudden um it'll be interesting to see how it plays out i i, I don't know yeah I, i'm torn between the two of you because i i i, I do i do see it as something that that could be potentially very valuable but um, there are so many things that it that it relies on at the moment, like that people carry on using it um, and, and and continue to to recognise those tokens as being ownership in some way. I think that you know the problem, and maybe Bitcoin to a certain extent has this problem as well, but it's overcome because it's just become so popular. Is that if you own some, if you technically own an NFT, right? Um, well, in what sense do you own it? You, you don't own it in a country's legal authority. Um, you just own it according to the NFT system, or I think it's Ethereum, the, the network it runs on. Um, and then I, I guess maybe I could put the same question to Bitcoin in like, if I have a Bitcoin wallet, I mean, I can use it, but I guess, what what is ownership <laughs> it's almost a philosophical question like um is ownership you know does it have to be in the legal authority of the country you live in that they say that you own something or does it just is it just the fact that you can use something i don't know <laughs> it's complex i guess yeah i i think in the case of bitcoin i i'm 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 comfortable with the idea that if you own if you have the private key uh, which um, is needed to sign a transaction um, to to transfer bitcoins across the network. Then you know th that is that is ownership of 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 those coins. Um, I suppose in NFTs work similarly, but the, the 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 private key would enable you to transfer ownership of the token, which somehow represents. Um, the 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 digital you know art or the or at least the metadata you know that yeah it's a it's a it's a different type of collectible um uh it's yeah i i i suppose yeah people do like to collect stuff and and so 
I, I you know, if 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 that makes them happy, then yeah, you know, that yeah, you know, and and maybe it will go. It seems very uh, you know potentially much more sort of speculative because you're hoping that um, that that somehow um, you know ownership of this token is 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 somehow you know valuable. I think I think the fundamentals of I mean, yeah, I keep coming back to the idea that you know money is a very important thing in society, right? It's it's a kind of taboo subject, and that's part of the reason people don't really understand how it works. And uh, yeah, but the actual technological side of it, I don't think should be sort of taboo or, or kind of a subject that we don't understand. Yeah, it's 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 an important you know thing in in everybody's life. So um, so I think having an upgrade to the monetary system. You know, as a piece of better technology that didn't exist a decade and a half ago, then you know, that seems to me, yeah, you know, that's of interest. Um, having a new type of collectible um, where you can kind of, uh, you know, you can sort of, you essentially you can look in a blockchain explorer and just verify that, oh yeah, um, you know, the, associated with an address that you control, there is this this piece of metadata, but that that the actual data contained is 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 shared. Uh, you know by uh, you know other people that everyone knows yeah there's no there's nothing that you sort of that you know or uh, yeah that you you have access to that nobody else does uh except just to transfer yeah except just to transfer that token so yeah this is i mean in in that sense yeah okay you, you, you know you, bitcoin is is no more <laughs> it, it's it's no more in in yeah but except that yeah, there's a network effect associated with a new monetary system that's actually going to going to take off, right? So this this is this is an, an, an important point as well that you know, we've never seen a new uh, you know, we've never seen a, a synthetic asset just become monetized, become you know adopted by by humanity as a as a as a better form of money. We whether or not that is the trajectory that Bitcoin is going to continue to kind of follow we, you know is, is unclear but it, it is possible and it, and it looks to be going along that trajectory um and you know it, it um it, it, yeah if it if it if it does then then you know it's it 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 it, it brings with it some societal benefits i think i can't really see the benefit of of a of a of a, of a yeah i mean other collectible systems, and I mean, this raises the question of altcoins. Why, why, you know, why is Bitcoin? I mean, I would consider Bitcoin of interest, and and the thousands of altcoins, which are other digital currencies that are more or less similar to Bitcoin, but you know, have some uh, different properties, but um, pretend to, if you like, to be to be to be similar or equivalent. Um, I think Bitcoin is interesting and 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 superior uh, because uh, it's actually secure and, and genuinely decentralized um, because of the way that it grew organically over over many years. Whereas altcoins are essentially centralized, so they might they might appear to be similar and they might profess to be decentralized and therefore, if you like, an equivalent or even better than Bitcoin. But actually, when you look closely, you discover that there are very few nodes on the network right. or that or that there is or that there are very, very few mining nodes or, or for, for whatever reason, there, 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 there is, in, you know, inevitably there is a there's a there's a controlling group or entity uh, which um, which you know sort of takes an interest in in promoting that coin. I guess there's a self reinforcing aspect to to Bitcoin's growth and and the fact that it was the first as well helps with that. In that if you are gonna, it's more it's more worth your time to set up a Bitcoin node, right, or to do mining because 
It's because, well, I suppose it's, is it worth more than the others? But it's, even if it's not worth more, it's just, um, a bigger network and more likely to exist in the future and so on. Yeah. I think it genuine, it, it genuinely is an attempt to sort of upgrade the, the, you know, the global monetary system, um, which sounds a bit grandiose and used and, and certainly sort of raised eyebrows and, and, and curled lips uh, a few years ago when I uh, used to talk like this. But nowadays people take it far more seriously. Um, and I think, you know, I think it's arguably a genuine attempt to, um, to, 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 to do that, to essentially, you know, separate money and state uh, and to, you know, to, to produce a, a, a form, a, a monetary system that's not, you know, that's not governed, if you like, um, in the traditional way. Um, I don't think any of the other, you know, the other systems can pretend to have that, you know, that aim. Um, they, they um, you know, there, there's no, there's no real realistic chance of, of that happening with any of the other systems because they are far less um, decentralized or they're, they're, you know, they haven't been tested in the way that Bitcoin has. Um, you know, they, they, um, they just don't have sufficient network effect. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it you know, short term, you might, uh, you know, speculating in, in altcoins or mining altcoins might be more profitable, but, but, you know, the, the kind of medium long-term goal is, is, is um, I, I don't, I can't really I don't. I can't see any justification or explanation for what you know, what the what the what the eventual aim is. Whereas right. with Bitcoin, it seems to me right. that there's a it's a, it's a genuine attempt to 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 move to a different you know form of money. I kind I kind of agree. I I think that yeah, obviously, as you said, you know, back in two thousand and eight or whatever, whenever it was when you read the initial white paper write up of the purpose of Bitcoin, that's. That's what the intention was, whereas now, um, and this has happened obviously with Bitcoin as well, but is really the purpose of a lot of these other um, coins, which is just that they're an asset which has a value that can be inflated very quickly by lots of people buying it and then and then can be deflated when people sell it. And so it's just an investment opportunity like any other, apart from... I guess the people who make these things can also profit by just making them in the first place. And it's, it's, you know, I guess you'd be tempted to say that some of them are probably scams, <laughs> especially if they really don't have any other actual purpose, um, other than just to like hope that the value goes up for a bit and then the people holding it can sell it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's too cynical of a take, but. <laughs> I, I would tend to agree and say probably I would say the vast majority are, are, are you know are scams to some you know um, for want of a, of, a, of a better word. I mean I'm I'm all in favour of of innovation of course. Um, you know uh, it, it's great if people think that uh, yeah that they can do new stuff that is not possible um, you know with 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 Bitcoin uh, say. Um, uh, but I do I do think that if you're if 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 it's quite easy to miss the subtleties of the kind of the, the engineering sort of trade-offs that are important. Um, uh, and, and, and you, you can quite, uh, you can, you can kind of come up with a system which uh, where, where, I mean, decentralization itself is a difficult thing to, to quantify and to measure. And if you, if it's not, so it's not, it's not sort of you know, binary. It's not sort of one system is centralized. The another is decentralized. It's obviously it's a, a spectrum. And and 
establishing the uh, you know sufficient degree of decentralization to support the use case that you have in mind um is 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 is, is difficult to you know to to do that or to even sort of explain what you mean by or you know to, to sort of quantify what 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 you know what your what what decentralized how how much decentralization is 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 needed or is important or is sufficient um I mean, one of the, the next biggest uh, blockchain after after uh, Bitcoin is is uh, is called Ethereum, uh, which is a which is the, the, at least a, a novel sort of idea in that the the scripting language uh, in Ethereum is 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 true and complete. So the idea is that you can write arbitrarily um, complicated, um, um, or at least uh, yeah, um, you can you can write arbitrary uh, script, uh, scripts. Um, um, or smart contracts, they're called, um, so that you can you essentially got money which is which is you know programmable, uh, and you can build applications that that move funds around. Can, can you remind us what is meant by by Turing complete? <laughs> if we're on the Turing podcast, we should probably explain that. <laughs> it so it essentially means that um, that any um, uh, any logic, uh, business logic that you want your program to uh, to 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 encompass can be can be encoded in the language uh, that you're using. So a, a programming language is too incomplete if you can write, you know, you can encode an arbitrary you know set of instructions in that language. Um, now, Bitcoin script, uh, the scripting language in Bitcoin is deliberately not Turing complete. Um, m- basically, the right way to think of it is that uh, um, is that the um that there are no there are no loops in so anyone who's 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 familiar with uh you know computer programming will be familiar with the idea of, of uh, you know loops or you know um iteration um so there, there there's no looping construct in 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 the bitcoin uh, scripting language um and this is this is quite deliberate but um uh, because potentially you can um you can um, attack the system. You could attack the system by writing maybe, you know, say an infinite loop, which uh, which must right. be processed by all the nodes on the network, and uh, and then uh, and then you know they would simultaneously all you know sort of um, you know fall over and fail to fail to to, to complete the processing of, of a given transaction, and that would that would you know sort of render the system unusable. So what you're saying in essence is that Ethereum is easier to hack than bitcoin just by virtue of the fact that it could run any code if you wrote it in the correct language certainly the the attack surface uh, is is far wider um they i'm not i'm not i don't want to pretend that they didn't recognize this issue with right, with course, uh, yeah. Yeah, um with uh, yeah there's sometimes talk you may have heard of the the halting problem uh, you know uh, it's 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 um, it's a it's not possible, uh, given given a um, you know a, the, the code of a computing uh, of a of a you know a computer program to to determine whether or not um, it's going to kind of complete in a in a finite amount of time. So um, so you know they they yeah this is well known and and the designers of of of, of the Ethereum system you know took this into account. They came up with this idea of of having a, a second form of of. Um, a token or um called which they called gas which was kind of the fuel used um when uh, when processing smart contracts and the, and and uh, and so every line every instruction every line of code that's that's uh, that's executed uses up a certain amount of gas um and you have to use oh, ether the the, yeah. the 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 token that um 
um, the, the native token of the network, you have to use that to buy gas. And so essentially, your smart contracts can only run for as long as you've got gas to pay for them. So that which is quite a clever um, idea. In principle, this is an interesting idea. Um, it turns out that um, in practice, um, you know, Ethereum has has not re- has has essentially um, sort of failed to 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 scale and to operate as as intended to the extent that it is now um, being redesigned. So there's a, a second sort of iteration of the Ethereum network, which is which is and they've long they've long um, intended to move away from proof of work, which is the the, content, the, the consensus mechanism used in Bitcoin uh, to an alternative called proof of stake, which is supposed to be more um, uh, more efficient um, and gets around the, the problem um, or the issue of 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 uh, of, of, en- uh, yeah, of energy usage, uh, which uh, which yeah. uh, which concerns many. Um, the problem is that there's no uh, working. Uh, there, well, there's no really good evidence that this system actually works. So. Mm. So, you know, one, one, one great thing about Bitcoin is that it actually works. You know, no one, no one questions whether or not as a system it actually functions according to its design. It, you know, it, it seems to function very, very successfully. Um, Ethereum, uh, it's, it's, well, it, it remains to be seen whether, whether or not they, they, can, they can pull it off. Um, you, know, uh, you know, at least, uh, I suppose at least it's, um, it, it's a, it, it, it's, it, there's some genuine novelty that that you know that yeah, distinguishes yeah. it from Bitcoin. Which so yeah, I, I think uh, you know uh, whether or not we want to attach the the label you know uh, also you know I wouldn't want to sort of attach labels to to Ethereum uh, that maybe some other altcoins deserve. Um, I, I'm I'm skeptical as so to be honest of of um, of Ethereum um, just in its uh, yeah I, I think there are fundamental uh, problems with with uh, proof of stake as a consensus mechanism uh, and I don't think uh, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think. Well, I, 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 I remain to be convinced that they can. They can. They can solve. Um, so, well, I don't think there is a solution if 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 the if the problems are as fundamental as as uh, as, as as has been suggested. Um, but we, yeah, I mean, we're, we're early days from the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, Tim, before we we start to wrap up, I just want to ask you a bit about the uh, Bitcoin Reading Group at the Alan Turing Institute. Um, we have uh, at, at work, being a research institute, a lot of different interests floating amongst the team and the wider institute in various aspects of technology. And from time to time, someone proposes a, a reading group, which may or may not involve a lot of <laughs> background reading, depending on the topic. But um, generally, it will involve, you know, just getting together once a week or once a fortnight or something and uh, chatting over a topic or or a, or a book or something and um seeing as how bitcoin is your area of interest and and and, and something that, that you think about a lot you've obviously started up the bitcoin reading group now i mentioned we, we mentioned earlier about the having having a, a bitcoin node is uh in of itself useful um and i believe that one of the things you've you've done as part of the group is to set up a bitcoin node um, maybe you could tell us a bit about that and what else you've you've been up to in the group. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so yeah, I, I set up a reading group a, a couple of years ago, um, partly just to give me an excuse to talk uh, about uh, about Bitcoin um, with with colleagues, but um, also because you know um, the the Turing Institute um, has um, 
you know, different uh, you know, research programs and, and blockchain technology and distributed ledgers were, were you know, have, have been raised as, as interesting sort of research topics in, in, in a variety of those. Um, so I felt that it was important that um, there was some expertise within the research engineering group so that we could make um, you know, judgments and, 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 and we can reason about um, you know, um, yeah, this, this technology in, in, a, in a way that's not, um, not superficial and, and hopefully cut through the hype and, and some of the misconceptions. So there was a kind of a serious side to it as well as a, as a, as a, a kind of uh, a fun side for, for me personally. We, we, we have um, looked at lots of different aspects of, of, of Bitcoin. Um, uh, we, we have also, uh, as you say, um, installed a, uh, a you know, installed a, a, a full node uh, on uh, on a on a on a cloud server, um, and uh, and and to a certain extent, we've we've used that to uh, to 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 you know uh, mine information from the blockchain just to just to see um, you know is, you know is, there's a huge huge quantity of of, of data that that uh, you know that is potentially of interest. There's a lot of analysis that you can that you can um, that you can perform um, by you know, by having access to that data. Um, what kind of analysis? Well, I mean, one so one thing we've looked at is so one 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 um, one interesting feature of 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 the as I, we mentioned about the twenty one million um, supply uh, cap. Well, um, something that's maybe le- not quite so widely known is that the 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 rate at which bitcoins are produced actually um, is is not constant. So it, it's 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 constant um, during certain in, during for for four year intervals and then approximately four year intervals and then the the rate of supply halves every every um, every four years more or less um, or every certain number I think it's every two hundred and ten thousand blocks which approximates to a four year period so right uh, right now every ten every every uh, block uh, new Bitcoin block that's mined um, which ha- which happens about every ten minutes. Each new block contains uh, 6.25 new bitcoins. Um, up until um, about a year and a half ago, I think uh, that was um, that was 12 and uh, 12 and a half, so twice as much. Before that, it was 25. And uh, when the bitcoin, uh, you know, the first block was mined and the, the system began, it was uh, 50 coins were produced every every um, every block. Um, so, um, so this is an interesting um, sort of supply schedule, and it creates some interesting economic effects because um, essentially the 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 um, the, uh, the group of people that are that are using Bitcoin um, and and demanding it as a as an asset as a you know, financial asset is 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 basically increasing over time. You can see from the number of nodes and the, just the the user base is is you know there's, there's continual kind of adoption of of uh, you know um, by new users. Um, but every four years, the supply of this asset is, uh, or at least the rate of issuance of the of the asset is halved. And so, yeah, you don't have to have a PhD in economics to to kind of understand that that supply shock is going to um, is going to have an effect on 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 the price. The only thing that can you know that's not you know, you know if you, if you can't control the supply, then and and the price floats. Um, you know, freely against other currencies, then you would expect um, demand is is genu- generally increasing with um, with ado- uh, with user adoption going up, um, and then every four years the supply hard, uh, the rate of issuance halves. You would expect expect that supply shock to result in um, you know an increase in the price, and that's precisely what I think uh, drives uh, these uh, these these 
what become what, what end up being kind of speculative uh, you know bubble uh, phases where the price uh, you know shoots up uh, very rapidly and and then uh, followed by a, a correction um, and and then and then a longer period of sort of consolidation uh, at a new price level and um, and there's actually a mathematical model that basically uh, you know that 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 explains or at least um, you know um, uh, attempts to, uh, to to sort of quantify this 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 effect. Uh, it's called the stock to flow model. Um, it's produced by a, um, a Scandinavian uh, guy who's a, a quantitative analyst. Uh, he's also he also prefers to remain uh, pseudonymous, I think. Um, uh, but um, but yeah, um, if you search for the stock uh, stock to flow model and Bitcoin, then you'll you'll find that uh, he essentially performed a, a simple um, a simple linear regression. By looking at the uh, the log of the market capitalization of Bitcoin, so the total value of all the coins in existence, um, against um, against the log of um, um, the, what's called the uh, the stock to flow um, ratio, which is um, the stock being the amount of Bitcoins in uh, you know, that have already been mined, and the flow being the, the new issuance of uh, of, of, of Bitcoins. Um, so this stock to flow ratio, um, uh, you. Know, uh, is essentially or very, is close to constant uh, during you know most periods, but then when the when the issuance halves, it, it suddenly it suddenly changes uh, and, go, and and goes up um, uh, to a to a new kind of uh, so it looks like a step function basically it jumps up to a new level um, and um, and so by 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 regressing uh, these two quantities against each other um, uh, this uh, you know it, it was found that there's a very there's a very sort of Obvious linear relationship between these two two quantities. Um, so it's an econometric. It's a simple econometric model that just happens uh, appears to, to to and it was produced a couple of years ago, and it still um, appears to 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 essentially have good predictive power. So it's it's. Uh, did you did you take a look at? Just, just to check it out, basically see if it was if it was accurate. Yeah. So one one thing that by running, yeah, one thing that you can do by running your own uh, node is by is, is is you've got access to the, you know, the the number of coins that are, are in existence, and so you can calculate for yourself the stock to flow ratio. You, you need um, you need to um, to acquire the, the the price or the valuation uh, data elsewhere, but there are lots of um, you know, uh, Bitcoin exchanges uh, right, from yeah. which you can download that information. Yeah. So one thing one thing we've done um, in the in the uh, in the the reading group is is actually you know is 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 is, is, is try to reproduce that uh, you know that that model. Um, it's a bit of sort of it's, it's relatively simple piece of data science, but it's 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 kind of interesting in that it uh, it appears to to well something that should, you know usually very very um difficult to predict um uh, appears to actually follow quite closely the uh, the predictions of, of of this model so it's 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 interesting in its simplicity and it's and it's kind of predictive or its successful predictive power uh, to date Ooh, well i mean it sounds like uh, without without offering any investment advice whatsoever it sounds like it's worth holding <laughs> I certainly don't want to pretend that I'm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You could put it that way. I mean, one other thing is worth mentioning: the the thing uh, to do with the reading group. We're, we're currently actually studying um, the Lightning Network, the Bitcoin Lightning Network. So I, I must quickly plug uh, the Lightning Network as a really interesting piece of technology that's built on top of Bitcoin and is and is only possible because of the underlying Bitcoin network. So the Lightning Network is a payment layer for Bitcoin. Um, so um, it's, it's well known that Bitcoin produce, uh, is, is only the throughput, the transaction throughput, 
um, for uh, that the Bitcoin can support is 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 relatively small. It, you know, it, only about six or seven uh, uh, transactions oh, yes, per yeah. second can be can be processed, and in practice, it's more like two or three. And and that's often held up as a criticism that that Bitcoin, you know, again, it uses all this electricity and yet it's only able to process this small number of transactions, whereas something like Visa uh, processes many thousands of transactions per second. Um, I'd just like to kind of, you know, just maybe uh, one final sort of misconception that I'd quite like to kind of address. I mean, Mm. these, these, these two things are not equivalent. You're not comparing light with light there because... The, the visa network is a payments network whereas the the bitcoin network is a is a well it's a monetary system and a settlement network is this bitcoin lightning essentially looking to address that exact problem then by allowing you to transact in bitcoin quickly precisely not only uh, quickly but with much uh, lower fees and um and uh, so yeah so quickly in the sense that um the the payments are settled um essentially instantaneously um and also, um, uh, there's there's no real limit uh, to the number of transactions per second that can be processed by the network, um, because actually, you 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 the the, the Lightning network is is uh, is not a is not a broadcast network in the way that Bitcoin is, which is um, obviously inefficient because everybody has to process everybody else's transactions within lightning you're able to actually have a a, a bilateral uh, f- uh sort of transaction um uh, and you have what are called uh, uh payment channels bi-directional payment channels between uh between kind of individual nodes and 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 the information about transactions within across those channels doesn't need to be processed by everybody else so it's far more efficient and it's 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 a payment layer but but it's only possible to 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 uh, to to um, to have lightning uh, payments, uh, you know, they're, they're only possible in a trust in a trustless or trust minimized um, you know way because of the underlying Bitcoin blockchain, mm-hmm. which kind of acts as a as a as a um, as a kind of objective and and um, and honest sort of. Journey. In any um, any dispute over over transactions on the on the layer above, so this this idea of building layers on top of Bitcoin uh, to perform uh, more efficient uh, you know transactions. So, for example, you know just to compare with instead instead of needed instead of uh, you know altcoins or or centralized systems that that can be more efficient, what you can actually do is build protocols and networks on top of the Bitcoin layer, uh, enabling people to get the benefits of the hard asset. Which is which is Bitcoin, but also get the benefits of efficient payments and um, and you know higher much higher throughput. So um, so yeah, so that's that's the current uh, subject that that we're studying, um, and it's uh, yeah, it, it's about, I think it's about to become more more widely known, uh, given that um, you know Bitcoin is now uh, becoming sort of more um, ubiquitous and more 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 widely. Um, you know, adopted even to the extent that you know um, recently, uh, you know, El Salvador um, made uh, you know announced that Bitcoin um, would be you know would become you know uh, legal tender uh, in that country, um, and and therefore you'll be able to use Bitcoin for any transaction you like um, in in El Salvador, um, and that that really would only be possible is only possible I think because of the the Lightning Network. Otherwise, just the fees and the uh, the the uh, you know the 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 sort of 
the 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 rate at which pr- um, transactions um, you know settle yeah. and finalise. You never have the convenience of a Visa or Mastercard without this additional layer. Ex- ex- exactly, it makes it, it makes it uh, cheap and quick and easy to to transact in uh, in small amounts. So in El Salvador or in the future here, are we going to have Bitcoin Lightning cards in our wallets or something? <laughs> Is that how it's going to go? Um, they'll be on your phone. I mean, I, you can you can just put a a, a lightning uh, wallet on your on your phone now, um, uh, you know, and and use it. Um, I think they'll also be embedded in in web browsers. I think there'll be you know, web services where um, payments are are, are needed um, for for example for for streaming uh, content. We yeah we talked earlier a little bit about um, artists. Um, you know, needing to be able to you know, monetize their 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 content and their their material. Uh, one one possible solution that avoids um, you know subscriptions or ads or central um, you know uh, distributors who who take who who might t- make it take a cut or 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 make it uh, you know or, or basically stand in between middlemen in between the the the, the consumer and the and the artist. Um, you know, it, potentially the Lightning Network also, and, and Bitcoin micropayments that are facilitated by the Lightning Network. Um, that's an, another possible model for for solving that problem, whereby um, you would stream uh, content um, rather than making a rather than making a, a monthly um, payment. You know, to subscribe to Spotify, for example, um, you you could simply stream Satoshi's. Um, every every second, uh, for example, uh, that you're listening to a, a stream, a, an audio stream or a video stream, um, and uh, and there, and and in that way, yeah, the artist gets, um, yeah, it gets compensated, um, you know, for for every for every um, you know every stream streaming event that takes place. So that that I think that that yeah, that's an interesting possible kind of future. Um, you know, model for 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 monetizing uh, sort of artistic content. Well, I think that that nicely brings us full circle. Um, Tim, it's been it's been really great chatting to you about all this stuff. And um, before before we let you go, let's just ask: um, Are you the sort of person that has social media, or if not, where can people find more about you and the things you do online? Uh, I, I'd I'd say I keep a, a quite a low profile um uh, on on uh, on social media um so i i, I mean i'm i I, uh, I have a page i guess on the the turing institute uh, website and uh, i I'm, I'm i'm yeah i'm always keen to hear uh, from from people if anyone's got any sort of feedback uh, yeah they'll find my uh, my contact uh, you know uh, you know details there and they can they can certainly uh, reach out to me um i yeah i i as i say i'm not really i'm a, i guess i'm an introvert uh, to a certain extent um i think uh, i think um uh, being a fan of uh, decentralized and um well non centralized technology lends itself to to not uh, to uh, having social media accounts in my experience but that's another rabbit hole so we probably shouldn't go down that one <laughs> um all right thanks to, for coming on tim uh yeah cheers thanks so much uh, for having me ed and rachel it was, it was a pleasure thank you if you have an interesting topic you'd like featured on the show a guest recommendation or a burning question email podcast at cheering.ac.uk The Turing Podcast is hosted by Ed Cowstrey, B. Costa Gomez and Joe Dungate and produced by Dan Whitfield for the Alan Turing Institute.
Music for the podcast was provided by Jamin Sun. You can check out his latest releases at jaminsun.bandcamp.com.